wanted to. My name's Jamie, and if you would all stand with me for the scripture reading. So this morning we're reading 1 Timothy 4, 8 through 10, which says, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. Let's stay standing for prayer. Lord, we come to you this morning, and and Lord, we realize that we can grow towards you, that you are faithful. You come to us, and Lord, you love us so much, and it's why we gather, it's why we study the word, to grow in you. So we praise your name, and we thank you, Lord, in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So today, we're starting a new series called Grow. Everybody say Grow. Grow. All right. It's a series about the Christian disciplines, these things that form us as the people of God. And I want to say quickly, as we begin here, they form us as the people of God. They don't form us into the people of God. We we don't do works. We don't pray. We don't do uh, works or any of the disciplines to become the people of God. We simply have faith and it's grace that saves us. And through our faith, we we are saved. But these things grow us as the people of God. And today, if I only have one thing to say to you, it's that these things really do work. The Christian disciplines work for growing us in Christ. There's tons of things out there that do not work. Some of them are quite humorous. Uh, Some of them, many of them are are found on, as seen on TV gimmicks. You know these things? Maybe some of you have ordered some of them. And uh, many of them probably do work just fine. But there's some that just stand out as these things could not possibly work. In 2012, there was something that came out called the fat magnet. Anybody have one of these things? It would be really cool if it worked. It's basically this plastic wand with a piece of metal on it, and you you just wave it above your food, and all the fat gets sucked up. Wouldn't that be awesome if that worked? So they have like someone like with a pepperoni pizza, and there's grease all over it, and then they wave this thing over it, and all the fat's gone. Wouldn't that be nice? Of course it doesn't work, though. I think about uh, as a Boy Scout, as a little kid, we would get this magazine called Boy's Life, and in the back of Boy's Life, there was always a couple pages of ads, and there was just always this ad that I was always like, wow, I wish I had this. And it was like a little bicycle-looking thing, and three discs, and then it was a hovercraft, and it said you could fly over houses, and trees as a little kid. So send $3.90 to this company and they'll send you the plans. How cool would that be? And I never got the plans. My parents said, no way, don't send your money. What a waste. Uh, and then looking back, I was like, of course it was a waste. They don't send plans to kids to hovercraft over houses. That would be ridiculous. Or as a Boy Scout, I remember teasing the younger kids. Uh, I was in upstate New York camping and there's something in upstate New York or in, in the Northlands called mosquitoes. We we don't have those in Colorado to the extent, and, and they're horrible. And so kids would be just camping. And it's like, oh, the mosquitoes are horrible. And we'd say, oh, if you raise your hand, the mosquitoes always go to the highest point on your body. And so here's these kids already suffering, raising their hands and just swatting away. It doesn't work. Or in the late 90s, uh, there, my friends were all into this thing that had, it, it, there's no way it could have worked. It never worked. Um, but they would, they would flash their lights at a, at a stop signal. So if it's red, 
red, you'd, you'd show up to a stop signal. Did you do this? Maybe some of you still do this. And you flash your lights. You're like, watch, this works. Watch. And you're like, the, the, the thing is, is if you flash your lights, it thinks you're a, like an ambulance. And, and then if, if you flash them long enough, then the light will turn green because it'll, it'll give you the green light because it thinks you're an ambulance or something. And so you're looking. You're like, watch, it'll work. Watch, watch, it'll work. There it goes, it's green. And they're like, you know, everybody's high-fiving each other. Did that work or is it just that you were just sitting there for five minutes? I don't think it worked. Christian disciplines, these things that we are going to talk about all summer. We're starting a series that will take us all the way into September. It's on the Christian disciplines and these things actually work. The claim is, is that if you engage in a life of the Christian disciplines, you will grow closer to God. It's a pretty big claim but it is a true claim. These things are well tested and they actually work. They, they are somewhat guaranteed to grow us in Christ. If, if you want to grow in Christ, do these things, these Christian disciplines, and you will grow in Christ. So it brings us to a question. The first point here is, do you want to grow in Christ? Is that something you want to do? Do you want to grow in Christ? There's this interesting question in uh, John, the, the Gospel of John. Jesus goes to this pool, and it says that there is lots of disabled people them there, some blind, some lame, some paralyzed. This pool is called Bethsaida, and Jesus shows up amongst all these people who are disabled in some way or another. And it's, it's found out that, that one of the people there has been disabled and invalid for 38 years. That's how old I am. That's, that's a long time to be an invalid, to be disabled. And Jesus hears of his story and goes up to him and asks this question. You know what he asks him? He says, do you want to get well? What a, what a silly question you would think. But I, I, I wonder if that was a very legitimate question. I mean, here, here is God himself asking this person, do you want to get well? There must have been some legitimacy to it. Maybe he didn't want to get well. Maybe lots of people gave alms to him. Maybe lots of people had sympathy for him. Maybe he was just fine hanging out by this pool all day. He got some, something, some sort of reward for that from people, their sympathy, the alms, whatever. So Jesus asked this man, do you want to get well? And so I ask this question today, do you want to grow in Christ? I think it's a very legitimate question. You know, one of the first things uh, an addict has to do, if you go to an AA meeting or an NA meeting, SA meeting, any kind of addiction counseling meeting, the first thing is to admit that you have an addiction, to admit you're powerless and that your life has become unmanageable, that you do actually need help. And so that is one of the first things that, that we need to, I guess, come to as a, as a preliminary thought is, do we want to grow in Christ? I was talking with a homeless guy uh, here in Manitou. It's a quick story here. Uh, this is back in the, in the winter. He came from Denver, and he came to Manitou, uh, because Manitou is a great place, and he came to Manitou, and it was cold out, and I met him, and some other Christians met him, and, and he's, he's very uh, well-spoken, and so I, I took him out to lunch a couple times and coffee, just kind of learned his story, and he came in the dead of winter, and it was freezing out. There was some very cold nights this last winter, and so, so cold that he said, I couldn't even go to sleep. He would just go from, like, the laundromat to one of the coffee shops that stayed open late to the loafing jug that's open 24 hours a day. Just kind of a horrible winter existence and me and another uh, Christian in town actually the, this other guy kind of really took the lead on this and assumed like this guy wants to get off the streets and so uh, 
made a bunch of phone calls, figured out a place where he can go. It was a home up in Denver for, for people that are coming out of homelessness, this ministry that takes people in. And it wasn't a shelter. It was an actual home. And it took people in and, and it would, would give them jobs while they were there, give them training, and then send them off, like help them find a job. And it was like a six-month to a year program. It was wonderful. And so we, we gave the news to this guy. It's like, oh, this place will accept you. It's up in Denver. It's, it's a Christian organization. And he was very interested in uh, Christian things. He was coming to, to, to one of the churches here in town. And we tell him this great news, like, hey, guess what? This place will accept you in Denver. And he said, nah. We're like, what do you mean, nah? Like, you're homeless. You're freezing at night. Don't you want to get into a home? Don't you want to get, to get well and to get better? And his answer was like, well, nah, not really. I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm, 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 okay. I'm okay here. And we just thought, are you crazy? Like, you're, you're homeless, bro. Don't you want to get better? Don't you want to get well? And it's easy for me, at least, to, to point my finger at that guy in that situation and be like, duh, like, why, why don't you want to get better? But then there's, of course, in any of us, there's, there's things in our lives that are like, well, do we, do we really want to get better? Do we really want to grow in Christ? There, there is work involved with, with growing in Christ. The Christian disciplines are just that. They're disciplines. They, they require a little bit of work. Do you want to grow in Christ, or are you okay with where you're at? There is a wonderful thing that happens when you grow in Christ. This, this passage that Jamie read for us says, physical training is of some value. I mean, we live in Colorado. We know the value of physical training. It's, it's, we're probably one of the healthiest healthy cities, healthiest states. And so we know the value of physical training, but godliness, Paul says here in Timothy, godliness has value for all things. The amount of blessings that come to us when we grow in Christ is, is unimaginable. I think of Psalm 15. If, you, if you're familiar with Psalm 15, it's one of my boy's favorite psalms because at the end it says they'll never be shaken and there's that song by Jared Anderson that some of you know that it, it, it never be shaken never be shaken <laughs> and so it says Psalm 15 says if you do these things if you grow in Christ if you're good to the poor and, and you and you do things and if you pray and if you do all this stuff the last verse is then these people will never be shaken Psalm 1 says that the uh, blessed are those Blessed is the man who does not sit in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners, but his delights on the law of the Lord. It goes on to say that if you grow in Christ, if you're righteous and you follow the ways of God, you'll be like a tree planted by streams of water which will yield fruit. Psalm 119 says, Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes. Do you hear it? Like blessed, 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 blessed. If you follow after the Lord, if you grow in him, you will be blessed. It's just a part of how it works. So if you want to grow in Christ, let's look at some of these Christian disciplines. So this next point is the power of Christian disciplines. These things guarantee us to grow, not like uh, <clears throat> the things we talked about at the beginning, like the fat magnet or the plans to build a hovercraft for little kids to fly over buildings. Uh, those things don't work. These things actually work. And I'm going to list a bunch of them here. You might say, all we're doing today is listing them. 
Yeah, that's in a, in a way, that's all we're doing. I'm, I'm, hopefully, you'll get an appetite for some of these things. You be, begin to become more interested in these Christian disciplines. And throughout this series, as we talk about individual ones, you're like, I, I want to try that. That's something I haven't tried. That's something uh, that maybe I've tried a few times. I just never got into it. It seems like it could work, but, but I, I need some more knowledge and how these things work. <clears throat> so, I uh, <coughs> looked at one, two, three uh, website, Christian websites that talked about disciplines, and I referenced one of my favorite books about the Christian disciplines, and I came up with a pretty long list uh, of these practices. And if you want to do these practices, these things will lead to your growth in Christ. I think about uh, someone who is strong, and you're like, man, I, I wish I was strong. How'd you get strong? What would they tell you? Yeah, they'll work out. It's this, not this big mystery. It's like, wow, what do, you, what do you do? Well, they work out. And they don't just work out one time. Think about people like work out one time and then you're like, oh, I'm so sore. That didn't work. Well, no, that's not how it works. You need to work out a bunch of times over the course of weeks and months and years to grow, to, to get stronger. I think about, or learning a skill. Like if someone wants to learn how to juggle, you, you go up to someone and like, wow, you are an incredible jugger. How did you learn how to juggle? How are you this good? What would they tell you? You practice, you just do it. You just get out there and you start practicing and, and everyone starts somewhere and you will eventually become good at juggling or any skill if you keep working at it. So I think about growing in Christ, if you work on any one, uh, co any combination of these disciplines, you will grow in Christ. So I went to uh, s several websites and just found different lists. I, I really wanted just to find different lists that were out there and to... Um, to list these for you. Uh, one of the websites called soulshepherding.com is, is a website for pastors to give them resources to grow as pastors. And it lists a bunch of disciplines. Discipline of abstinence, uh, self-denial, dis discipline of solitude, spending time uh, in quiet by yourself along with that. The discipline of silence, the discipline of fasting, either food or media or something that you enjoy, giving that up for a time. Uh, the, the discipline of Sabbath, like taking a day and, and using that day for rest and not work, the discipline of doing good things in secret, the discipline of engaging in community, like fellowship, the discipline of Bible reading, the discipline of worship, like we just did, the discipline of prayer. Uh, they, they call it something called soul friendship. It's like when you have a friend or like accountability and you're both growing towards the Lord and you take that relationship in the Lord seriously with each other. Uh, they said personal reflection or service. Another website said, here's five disciplines that will change your life. Pretty bold claim, but, but these are what the disciplines do. Prayer, fasting, scripture reading, worship or service. Another website said, here's, here's disciplines to motivate you. If you're feeling unmotivated in your walk with the Lord, then do these things. Read the Bible, the discipline of meditation on God, the discipline of worshiping God, seeking forgiveness, reflection, or submission. And finally, I referenced uh, my, my personal favorite book on this matter. It was written in 1978, which is the year I was born, and it's become a modern-day classic already. And it's called Celebration of Discipline. Anybody heard of this book? Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster, and the, the subtitle is The Path 
to spiritual growth. And he lists three areas. He says there's inward, outward, and corporate disciplines. So, so stay with me here. I'm, I'm listed, listing all these disciplines. We'll go back through this series and talk about individual ones. But he said there's outward disciplines, uh, things that are, are like simplicity, uh, spending time in solitude, spending time uh, in submission or service. These are all kind of things that are sort of outward focused. There's inward focused disciplines such as meditation, prayer, fasting, and studying. And then there's corporate disciplines, things that we, we do together as the church or the people of God. And it's confession. Like today we're going to say a prayer of confession um, uh, towards the end of the service like we usually do. Uh, we worship our Lord in, in corporate setting, we seek guidance and the discipline of celebration, which is in his title, that we should take joy in finding these disciplines and growing in Christ. So there's wonderful things. There's, there's these lists. If you're like, well, what about this one? What about that one? You didn't mention that one. Well, we'll get to it. This whole series, we will list a bunch of different disciplines, and maybe we won't list something that you do as, as a spiritual discipline in your life, but if it grows you closer to God and it's got, got godliness and righteousness all over it, well, then it probably is a discipline. It's just maybe a, a minor one rather than these major ones. So this next point I want to get to is there's things that, that don't work for growth in Christ. These disciplines, Christian disciplines, they work. But there's plenty of things out there that maybe we can think work for our growth in Christ, but they don't. I think about the first one I'm going to list is uh, trying to avoid sin on our own. Just avoiding sin, concentrating on, on just, I'm going to hammer this out. I don't, I don't need anybody else. I don't need God. I'm just going to, it's just me and this sin, and I'm going to try to stop doing it. I think about, that's kind of like seeing a button that says, don't push. And all you think about is not pushing the button. And you're like, man, I, I sh I'm just not supposed to push that button. I know I'm not supposed to touch, look at that button. I'm probably not, I'm not supposed to touch that. All you can think about is the button. You're like, I can't touch the button. Uh, I, I don't want to touch it. Uh, I just can't, I should, I should just stop thinking about the button, but it's right there, but I, I, I can't stop thinking about it. And that, that's not the way to grow in Christ by by trying to avoid sin on your own. Another way to not grow in Christ is to just judge others. There's always someone doing worse than you. <laughs> you know, however you're, you're doing your growth towards the Lord, you're like, well, you know, I'm not doing very good, but at least I'm not like so-and-so. They are just struggling. And we can begin to compare ourselves with other believers and think, well, at least, at least we're not them. At least we're not, you know, that person's a total, you know, moron when it comes to spiritual growth. At least I'm not like them. And it's like, that's not the way to grow. That's just judging other people. Another thing is, is not believing we can change, thinking we are stuck where we are for, for all time and that we will never grow and thinking that, oh, it, it, things are just the way they are. No, there's always room for growth towards our creator. Finally, thinking that, uh, that this is the, the last, think I've listed four here. This is the fourth one, uh, things that we think can help us grow in God, but, but, but they don't work. They, these things do not work. And it's the fourth one is, is thinking it will just happen naturally with time. 
thinking that we will, oh, if just naturally left alone, we will grow towards God. And I think the world that we live in and, and sin and, and the, the, the darkness of this world, I think the natural tendency is to walk away from God, not to walk towards God as a natural earthly tendency. And so thinking that, oh, I, I just give it enough time, I'll, I'll grow towards God, that may or may not happen. That is not a good thing to rely on. Finally, this last point, and, and this will conclude today's lesson as to hopefully getting our appetite wet for growing in God and and thinking through some of these disciplines and and wanting to try them out. And this last point is simply that, to try them out. To try them out. To to do it, as the Nike saying says. Just do it. Um, There's some disciplines that we will list throughout this series as we begin and go through it this summer that some of you will just naturally gravitate towards more. Like, I think of fellowship. You're here in church. Like, for some of you, that's the best thing ever. Like, you just get excited about, we're going to do some potlucks and some some outdoor gatherings later this summer. Some of you are like, that's exciting. Like, that's what I love to do. I didn't know it was even a spiritual discipline. And for others of you, more introverted, you're like, yeah, I don't want to hang out with people. I I don't want to do that, that that takes stretching. Well, maybe this sermon series, you'll see the value in some of these things that are stretching. Nobody likes to spend time in, well, maybe there's some weird people out there, but but like the spiritual discipline of like giving up something that you like, fasting, something that you enjoy, like that, that's truly a discipline, giving up media or or something uh, that you really enjoy in life to to give it up for God, to make more time and room for him. Um, Try it out. I think about um, some of these disciplines just involve, like, there's lots of you that would probably say, oh, I've never tried this or I've never tried that. I, I didn't know that that was a discipline. Well, this, this sermon series will give us time and space to, like, well, try it out. I think about, um, like, standing at a, at a trailhead. Like, Bar Camp Trail is straight up Manitou Ave, and then take a left on Ruxton, keep going until it dead ends. There, there's the trailhead for Bar Camp that goes all the way up to the top of Pikes Peak. And imagine someone standing there, Uh, that has never done it before, but gets really excited about the map. It's like we get really excited about knowing and learning about the Christian disciplines, but if we don't try them, then we're just like someone like sitting by this map at the trailhead saying, man, this is a great hike. Are you you guys going to go do it? Yep, we're doing it. And and as people walk, come back down, and you're studying this map, you begin to be like the little tour guide telling other people about how awesome the trail is. It's like, yeah, you know, the the first part's steep, and there's lots of switchbacks, but then it gets into the shade, and you, you go past Bark camp and then you go through bar camp and it kind of opens up and then there you, you hike up there's a little hard part there where you hike up to tree line but then you see the peak for all it is and you're like wow pike's peak it's awesome and then you you get past tree line and then that's the hardest part of the hike you, you go past those there's called 16 steps 16 golden steps you know what i'm talking about and you think oh there's just 16 steps but it's 16 switchbacks all the way across the whole mountain uh, and then you do that but then you get to the top and it's beautiful and you look down and it's like, oh, it's so green down there. And it looks like you could see Kansas in the distance. And there's all these lakes that you could see. It's just beautiful once you get to the top. And you're just, everybody you pass by this map, you're just telling them about how awesome this hike is. It's like, oh, are you doing it today? No, I'm not, I'm not going to try it out. I'm not going to do it. I I just like to, you know, to know about it and to tell other people about it. Like how silly would that be? And I think throughout this series, if if I'm going to encourage you to do anything, it's to try out some of 
these spiritual disciplines. Maybe you'll find something in this series, in this month, uh, in this, this summer season as we, as we, uh, we're going to be in it June and July. And, and, and then throughout the rest of August, we'll be in this series about the Christian disciplines. And my hope, my prayer is that you'll try some of them out. You're like, wow, that I, 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 looking back, maybe in years from now, you're like, I started this discipline because this, this pastor in Manitou talked about it, and I've been doing it ever since, and how I have grown so much towards God and in God has just been wonderful. Would you bow your head with me and, and quiet your heart? I think about these disciplines, and, and, and the goal of these disciplines is proximity to our God. And so, God, we pray to you this morning. And, Lord, we, we declare and, and know that, that you love us and that you love your people and that you are continually calling us closer to yourself. You are continually calling us to spend time with you, to, to know more about you, to, to grow in your presence, to grow in your goodness, that our lives might reflect the blessing of the Lord that's talked about again and again in so many places in the Bible and the Psalms. Lord, ultimately, these disciplines are to get us closer to you, proximity to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Lord, that's what we are seeking. We'll do anything it takes, Lord. We do want to grow in you and in your word, in your truth. Lord, we honor you and praise you. We lift up your holy name. And everybody said, amen. Would you stand with me? We're going <clears> to <throat> say together this prayer of confession that we mentioned. As, as a discipline, this can be a corporate discipline that, that we, before each other, and, and kind of in unison, we're going to say this prayer. It's a prayer of confession. So if you would, read it with me and, and pray it with me. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought word and deed by what we have done and what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we might delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen.